0: On today's episode of the Knicks Rewind podcast, we're gonna do a little draft preview deal. It's early; it's March 28th, but we're Owen and I are each gonna go through our top 10 prospects, and then we're gonna do a tankathon simulation and just place guys on teams and you know see what guys fits are, and then we'll answer some of your Twitter questions at the end. All right, sound good? Let's do it. You know, uh cute. as always, follow us on Twitter at Knicks Rewind Pod, check out our website, nixrewind.com, and let's just get right into it. We're gonna start the show by doing our each we have we each have our own lists we haven't seen each other's lists, so we'll have like genuine debates and reactions about it top 10 guys in the 2020 draft uh, for this summer we've done some talk about this so I have a feeling I know where some of his guys are gonna be placed and I'm sure he does for me too um, mm-hmm. but you know we have pros and cons for each of our guys and we'll talk and debate and then we have some comparisons for some of our guys so I'll yes. start with my number one prospect in the 2020 draft oh and if you had to guess who do you think it would be it's anthony edwards it's anthony edwards that's correct i love anthony edwards now obviously i'm biased i am a big georgia fan but you love
1: anthony edwards okay. what
0: i saw from him this year was i i'm confident to say that he's my number one prospect he's the best athlete in this draft all he right. has ridiculous ass athleticism from dunk highlights to getting to the rim. This guy is top notch elite athleticism. Nineteen point one points per game, five point two rebounds, two point eight assists. By looking at the three major categories, that's a fantastic stat line. And he carried All a right, pretty but much no, depleted. About, sh- let me let me give about, my pitch. Let me give my pitch. Now let's talk about efficiency. <laughs> I'm going to that. Relax. I mean, if, but carried, if going, let me, Relax. Let okay. me give my pitch. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Then you then you can you know. Take I think out I should trade. All
1: right, no, I think we
0: should. I think let me let me say my number one guy. No, let me say my guy first. This is All how right, we're doing fine. it. I'm going to give my pitch, and then you'll talk about. It, then you'll give your guy, and then I'll talk about it, and we'll see. He carried a pretty much depleted Georgia roster. He is the most complete player in the class. He has shooting, finishing, passing, defensive tools, etc. On defense, at times Edwards would check out. Uh, this is likely because he had to do everything on offense, but when he locked in, his length and size made him a hugely impactful player on that end. His cons are his shooting percentages and shot selection, as Owen said. I don't think shot selection will be an issue. Many times at Georgia, the offense would become stagnant and force him into many late shot clock situations. Also, sometimes a bad shot from Edwards would be Georgia's best offense because they didn't have any other guys. They had hardly any weapons around him, so an early pull-up three was sometimes their best option. He shot a really low 29.8% and only 30% on two-point jumpers. Those will go up with effective spacing and an NBA roster around him. Um, I think Edwards is the number one player in the class. He's the most NBA-ready, comes with the right tools, good-looking jumper, and he can make an impact as a 19-year-old. That's my pitch for Anthony Edwards as the number one overall player. Owen, what do you think?
1: i First off, I disagree with the thing about the NBA ready. I would not say he's the most NBA ready prospect. Who would you say? The most NBA ready prospect is not my number one prospect, but the most NBA ready prospect is Okongu, um, okay. in my opinion. I like Okongu. Um, but, but anyway, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we not shockingly uh, diverge on our opinions. My number one prospect is LaMelo Ball.
0: Um, talk about inefficient scoring.
1: Okay, Jeez. I know. But if we're going to talk about, you know, the lines, the top like, you know, the three major stat categories, Melo averaged 17 7 and 7 in 12 games in a man's
0: league. Is it is is a man's league in really better than American college league. basketball? Is it really better? I, mean, I don't know. It could be. It could be, but
1: it's he's playing against men. He's playing against grown men. Like, you know, I'd say they're pretty comparable. I think some things like, you know, are better than others, but a lot of like really good college players who fade out will go and play overseas in Australia and Spain, whatever. You know? Okay. But here is my pitch from Mella. AE is good. He's a really good player. Not surprisingly, he's my number two prospect,
0: okay? Okay.
1: But Melo can do things that nobody else in the last five or ten years can You watch that highlight tape, and this is more of an eye testing than looking at stats. LaMelo can make passes. LaMelo can make offensive plays, high IQ basketball plays that just simply aren't made by kids his age mm-hmm. he's six foot seven handles the ball like he's six two he passes like no prospect i've seen pass in the longest time he can get to the basket when he wants to i know his three-point shot is inconsistent he's got defensive tools when he locks in which is similar to edwards But you watch Melo, he's just different. And he fits in perfectly with what the Knicks need, where Edwards does not. So LaMelo Ball, the most talented draft prospect by far in this class, has a guy who has a chance to be a triple-double threat every single night. He's going to lead the league in assists one day. He might not be the most efficient scorer, but that guy can pass and passing point guards who are six foot seven. Ben Simmons, Magic Johnson, LeBron James. That's the list.
0: All right, let's move on. I, I He look, is an impressive. You make, okay. He's my number okay, okay, like, I'll start. Me. I'll talk I, to well, me. Yeah, you, talk, to me. talk to me. He's my number two guy, so I'll get to him when we we're, we're about to move on to our number two guy. He's my number two guy, so I'll gloss over some of the things you say and I'll say some of my opinions. But since I started with AE and the number one pick, you start with your number two pick and just reiterate reiter, reiter, no, gloss over we, all right. some of the things should I say. Should we debate about it? I mean, I think you could really go either way. Lamello is my number two guy. I don't think – you're getting yeah, two, di- you're getting Edwards, two yeah. different players. They're not similar guys really. Like, Lamello is a better – it's, it really depends yeah, okay. on what you need, too. Like, Lavella's a better passer. AE's a better scorer. And that's probably how it's going to turn out in their careers.
1: I'm curious, though. Like, if you're have if you on the clock okay. with the Knicks, number one pick, who do you take?
0: I'm going to take Anthony Edwards. God, that's idiotic. Man. I think him and RJ would be perfect. I know we wouldn't wanting to get point guard forever, but I think him Yo, and RJ no, are two and let's, three.
1: No, let's put, let's put two guys next to each other
0: who have very similar games. And cannot shoot. They don't really have similar games. Anyway, this we're not. This is not a Knicks pod right now. We're talking about. Fine, man. I'm just saying. Um, talk to me about your number two
1: pick a little bit. My number two pick is Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, I went back and forth on this a little bit, but I guess, just like the intangibles and the IQ, and just like I watched Melo pass, he's an incredible passer. And that's something that Edwards can't really say. Um, You know, Edwards is good. Like, he's he's a very NBA-friendly prospect. He's 6'5". He's got super long arms. He can be a good defender. He's a freak athlete. He's a shot maker. But there are a lot of downsides I see with Edwards. You know, like, especially his decision-making is terrible. And I know you defend by him playing on, like, a terrible team. But his decision making is awful he he has a good game every once in a while when he choose show up but that type of like entitled attitude like will not get you anywhere he also had a lot of duds this season like a lot of really bad games when his jumper is not great he doesn't have like a whole lot to go to i know he can go to the basket but he's got games when he's cold. Like he's a streak shooter. He's not a consistent jump shooter. Right. At he's kind of. He's like. He's like a, he's like a and Zach. Twenty nine percent is not very justifiable. He is a Levine type. I like to compare. Levine is a very good comparison for him. Wiggins is a very good comparison for him. Do you want Zach Levine? Not I really. think I, uh, I don't. You know, like I think Melo's upside is far greater than that.
0: Well, but okay. That being well, he said,
1: he's still my number two. Let's
0: prospect. keep this moving. Let me go to my number two guy, which is Melo, and I'll just reiterate some okay. of the things that we can kind of go do, right, this, awesome. do this one quicker. He's an elite passer, like you said. Some of the passes this guy makes, like you said, are ridiculous, and I urge all of my our listeners to go to YouTube and look at some of his passing highlights. 6.8 assists in New Zealand over 12 games. Another one of his pros are size and rebounding. It's rare for a guard to be hauling in 7.6 rebounds per game. He's listed at 6.7, 6.8. And like you said, not many guys can ball can handle the ball like that. Some of his cons are his shooting. Like the reason I'm a little freaked out about ball's numbers more than Edwards is because the shot form's really unorthodox looking shot. Ball has always had an unorthodox looking shot. Edwards looks really good. He averages seventeen points on twenty five percent from three and thirty seven point five percent from the field and seventy two percent from the line. This is worse than Anthony Edwards' numbers. Um, and the samples—they sh- are, they just, are, but it,
1: not by, not by that much, Johnny.
0: And the sample size, like, it's hard to compare ball to, balls to Paul's numbers to Anthony Edwards because he's playing across the world. He's played twelve games, and was injured for the rest of it. So, like, I, we saw okay. good things in twelve games, but. I mean I'm i very
1: average 19 a game on 40% from the field, 29 from 3 and 77 from the line. But like you said, Didn't a lot average of a lot of
0: George's offense this. was a lot of George's offense ended up him taking a shitty shot at the end of the shot clock. Cuz it was so, like, cuz the offense became so stagnant at times where that's just how it happens. Sometimes Guys are in different situations. And, I, I look, I, I'm on a, I'm on the LaMelo ball train. I like him a lot. And if we, the Knicks end up with him, great. Like, we're getting a great player. Okay. Um, I'm certainly not anti uh, Lamella. I just like yeah. Anthony Edwards. And, you know, I'll say 20% Smart. of me is biased. I was watching him all year. <laughs> look, all right, I'll start with three. All right, so we disagree on one and two, but I, I like them. Very, it's I could go either way. Okay. Give it to me. Three. Fine,
1: give it to
0: me. Yeah. Killian Hayes, out of France. Okay. I'm channeling my inner French because of Frank, but I'll I'll make my Killian argument. I don't know who your guy is, then you'll give me your argument. Do you want me to tell you who my guy is? Wait, and then let me give my let me give my spiel. Can I can first. I just tell you who my sure, guy is? Fine. Whatever. I'll tell you who my guys. It's Killian Hayes. Oh. Okay. Cool. We agreed. Yeah. Okay. So we can do this one yeah. together. I'll start with some of his pros right. and you can if you can right. step in on what I'm missing. Yeah. He's a 6-5 lefty point guard come out of France. He's risen a lot on recent draft boards. He's a guy I really want the Knicks to draft. Like if we don't get one of the top 2 picks, he's definitely my third option for them. Playmaking is good. He's the second mm-hmm. best passer in the draft in my opinion, and I think he's a pretty close second. I can see him and Mitch having a great lob connection. He's a crafty ball handler. He switches speeds yeah. well. His shooting and scoring ability. He's got a step back jumper, which is his go to move, and it's really go to move and it's really smooth. He loves the lefty floater, and he's crafty when taking it to the rim. He shot 39 percent from three, which is significantly better than Edwards and Ball. Yeah,
1: but that was just in the Euro Cup. When actually playing in his league, I think overall his numbers are down, closer to thirty.
0: Okay, good to know. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. He's got a good-looking jumper, though. I think he can be a great scorer. Yeah, he shot ninety yeah. percent from the line this last se- this past season. Yes. And if you use yeah. any stat to tell if a guy will be a good NBA shooter, free throw percentage is a pretty good number to go by. And he's he's a good athlete. He's not like Anthony Edwards, but he's a good athlete. Um, you want to talk about some more of the pros and some of the cons? We no, can split I mean this one up.
1: Hayes is a really intriguing prospect. Um, he can really pass very well. Um. Which is enticing for somebody his size. I know he's not Lamelo, but I he's six four. Like he's a good six four, six five. He also has a lot of defensive potential just with his natural length um, and the way he moves. And you talked about that silky smooth jumper. There's potential there, and I see him improving a lot as a shooter as time goes on. You mentioned the really good free throw percentage. In Terms of weaknesses with Hayes um, that I see and like why he's not even higher for me. He just he has trouble really getting to the rim in the half court one on one against his man. Uh, he doesn't exactly have like blow by speed um, or that quick burst that Edwards has that really quick first step. Um, he's really good though, attacking on a straight line off the pick and roll. He's a really good passer on the pick and roll. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I mean he's a really enticing prospect. I think last year he goes like fifth or sixth maybe. But I think this year he's going to be a big riser, and I think there's a good chance he'll go in the top
0: three. He's lefty dominant, which is one other thing. And when he attacks right, he does usually switch back to his left. Yes. And at times in the pick and roll, he'll force the action. But he's like an 18 year old kid. Like, of course, he's going to force the action sometimes in pick and roll. Yeah, rolls. he's young. He's
1: young, and he's also he's playing on a like a good team in Germany. You know, yeah. I mean, he's not and like, he, you know, and mm-hmm. he's not like, like he's playing with. I mean, like you he's remember playing elite Isaiah competition. Briscoe? Yeah from Kentucky. Yeah. He's on his team. Um, you know, it, it, they're good leagues over there. Um, so yeah, he's, he's an intriguing guy. I really like him. I really like his game. He's just smooth.
0: Yeah. He's like smooth. He's fun to watch. Yeah, and I like, I really watched, watch. I enjoyed watching. His I highlights. would love
1: him here. He's also for the, you know, I remember we talked about him. I brought him up a little bit on our, our podcast with the New York Knicks podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, not a French guy. For all the Knicks fans that are scared of French guys, he's actually technically not French. He was born in Florida, moved to France because his dad played basketball there, and his dad, instead of him going back to the states to play high school, his dad wanted him to play professionally in France and now Germany.
0: Thanks for the clarification. So, you're welcome. <laughs> How do you think? Do you like the D'Lo comparison? I've seen that thrown out a lot. I think. I
1: do and I don't. Um, I think he's going to be a better defender than D'Lo will. D'Lo gives me, you know, kind of like... Lazier vibes. Very just lazy vibe. Yeah, Hayes' Hayes's game isn't really like that. Um, I'd say Hayes moves at a quicker pace than D'Lo does. Mm-hmm. You know, D-Lo's very crafty, very herky-jerky, and I wouldn't say that Hayes necessarily possesses that trait. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at attacking straight downhill, and he's really good at transition. So just a, he's a great passer. That's the one thing that D'Lo never really like. We expected from D'Lo that never really translated as much as I thought
0: it would. Um, but yeah, I have a feeling our four guys are the same. You tell okay. me, you you okay. you give it you give it to me first, and if it's the I'll same, give you I'll two tell you first.
1: I, this is one that I was kind of reluctant to put here, but I felt like I should. Okay, um, not a prospect that I'm thrilled about, but some of his measurable slash athletic ability is hard to ignore
0: james wiseman we disagree okay so is you give me Okong- your you give me your wiseman and then i'll tell you who mine is and then we'll compare okay it a um
1: here's the thing because i was grappling between okongu and wiseman here i you know wiseman here is an upside play mm-hmm. i have a hard time seeing wiseman being a bad player in the end he moves and runs the floor, you know, like not a lot of guys can. It's actually, I'm actually
0: shocked that he's this high. I you've never been that high on Wiseman. I thought he was going to be like 6. I'm not that for you. high on
1: him. Um, I'm not, but there's great potential there. I think this is just more of a risk for me since he was the consensus number 1 guy kind of coming in to the year and obviously like his college days kind of got stripped from him. But watching what I watch, and you know some of his tapes because really
0: with him there aren't a lot of stats to look at because only played like four played, or five. He games. played three games. One of them was against three games. Yeah, I, I have it written down. One of them was he against, had
1: like thirty and well, yeah. One of them against was against like, South Carolina yeah.
0: State University of Illinois at Chicago and Oregon. And he played against
1: Oregon. Yeah, you know, and he, he's got a developing jump shot. But you know, he's he's a lazy player though. He kind of like messes around too much. Like, take shots he shouldn't really be taking, but he can run the floor. And his movement pattern gives great potential for
0: somebody who's going to be great right. on I mean, defense.
1: And I think his potential for offensive skill and his size is why I put him above Onyeka.
0: Right. He's an elite athlete and he's a 7 1. And, you know, it's really hard to pass up on a guy just with his body frame. Um, But I'll give my fourth pick. And you guessed it, Okongwu. Onyeka Okongwu. I like this kid a lot, actually. Six nine, power a- forward, played for USC as a freshman this past season. And I think he could be the best two-way player in the draft this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's an elite athlete, super high jumper, strong body that can allow him to guard most centers, even at six nine. He can block shots, and he's an elite lob threat. Gets crafty at the rim and can finish through contract- con- contact with his strength. Got really good two-way potential. The most exciting thing about this guy, as I said, was his two-way potential. He's a proven scorer at 16 points per game, but also averages 2.7 blocks per game and Mm 3.2 per 36 minutes. And a 7-1 wingspan. Can never go wrong with that. He's got great post moves, good footwork, makes him really explosive, uses great touch to put the ball in the rim. 10.2 rebounds per 36 minutes. As I said, great athlete that will allow him to become a top rebounder in the NBA maybe one day. Some of the cons is he forces the ball at the rim. Sometimes he doesn't always see like the outside shooters, and sometimes he gets tunnel vision when he gets the ball at the high post. Turnovers, yeah, bad turnover to assist ratio. I mean, two turnovers per game, one point one assists per game. Tunnel vision, like I said, and he's not a stretch big. He won't be shooting threes once he enters the league. I mean, he's more of a traditional. No, he only took what did he? Yeah, he didn't shoot Let's threes. See. More of an attack. Ad- he took. He's more of a it's traditional like athletic yeah. big big three big man, you know. Shop blocking, dunks, elite footwork, soft touch around the rim. I think it's yeah. he's a pretty safe pick he at number took, four. He
1: took four threes. He took four threes all year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, see, like he's not gonna be shooting threes for you.
1: Yeah, you said it kinda of with Okongu. Um I think he could develop into a good playmaker. Um I don't think it's there right now. Um But a lot of a guy I see in him. Um, and this is kind of something I've stolen from Twitter, but I thought this makes a lot of sense, is kind of like a bam out of bio type.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I saw that
1: too. Somebody who can like really be really switchable in terms of pick and rolls, uh, guard multiple positions. Like he's going to be a high blocks guy, but he's also going to be a high steals guy, mm-hmm. which is really impressive for somebody his size, got good hands. He's just a, a guy who you'll draft and you know kind of he's going to be a really good solid pro for you for the next like 10 years he could develop into an all-star if he develops a jump shot you know it's kind of like i know bam was an all-star this year but it's kind of the difference between him becoming kind of like a siakam type and staying at like slightly below kind of like an out of bio level is him developing a really consistent jump shot and being a good playmaker um, and really being able to attack mm-hmm. um, in a straight line drive more than he does but the stats are impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's got
0: impressive stats. PDR
1: was above thirty. Mm-hmm. Um he shot seventy-two percent from the line, which I guess shows potential for him being able to make jump shots
0: one day. He got some he can move. He well, can dunk really well. well yeah, he's too. a fly, yeah. he's a high flyer. Yeah, so, it's kind of crazy. Uh, let me that ask, and Mello used to play together. Yeah, and at Chino at Hills, Chino right? Hills. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you were the Knicks, would you rather have Wiseman or Okongwu?
1: I'd take Okongwu. With Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, with Robinson, because I think you can plug Okongu in at the four and the five, and I think he offers up a little more, you know, skill and versatility if, than Wiseman. If, if I think a, if we didn't have Mitch, I would take Wiseman. If we
0: if we uh don't end up with a point guard and we end up with Okongu somehow, which I think is highly unlikely, that is a pretty damn good defensive front court there.
1: It is. But it worries me because I think our, our issue for years is just well,
0: space. There, it, yeah, no, it won't give you any space. And we need, we need a guard. We need, we need a, a, guard. a guard. Yeah, absolutely. We need a guard. Right. Um, you started four, so I'll start Six? with five. It's, we're at five.
1: Oh, you're at five? We're at five. Oh, well, who's your five?
0: My five is Denny out of Deja. Really? I have okay. Denny at that high, yeah. Um, All right. So I, I it sounds like you don't have him. So I'll give my case for Denny at five, oh. then you'll tell me who you have after.
1: We just talked about him a lot, so we don't oh, have you have Okongwu. Okay, so let me give mine, my case O'Kongru.
0: for Denny, and then sound good. We can we'll, we'll yeah. split this one. So a six nine small forward out of Israel. He's nineteen, and he's risen recently. He's got really good athleticism and size, allows him to get out in transition. He's a good passer, especially for a six nine dude. Good at orchestrating the pick and roll. Uh, can shoot, pass, or swing the ball when orchestrating the pick and roll. Good pocket passer and doesn't turn the ball over much. He's strong down low. He likes to get in the low post for a skinny white dude and uses size, athleticism, and strength to overpower other small forwards. He's a great rebounder. He's got the length, the size, the strength, and a good vertical jump. Some of the cons, which you might hit on a little bit, spot up shooting. He's not a good shooter. Um, He's shown really good flashes to become a good shooter, but he doesn't. They don't fall that often. He's got really good form though, so obviously that's promising but 52% from the line is not that promising. Uh, no. Three-point shooting needs some work. 33% from deep this past season, but only made 0. .9 per game. But the form is good, form is there, and shot creation. 92% of his shots are spot up, which I think is kind of an alarming number. A uh, it's a lot. Whether it's in transition, off the catch, or off a cut to the rim, this will need to improve. But He's got the mm-hmm. tools to do it. He's a really good backdoor cutter, and he's he, he would help. Any team with spacing. So if you want, to, if you want to give a little insight on this guy, let me know. But I like him a lot at five. I think he's got um, a lot of upside.
1: I think I'll pass for now. I have Denny a little bit lower than you okay. do. Just to add on, I mean, just to add on a little bit, I love Denny. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of grappled with this. I kind of wanted to put him super high. Mm-hmm. Like I watched his highlight tape, and I was like, this is the type of kid that I just fall in love because <laughs> he's like a
0: weird lanky white dude you know like kind of like a white dude
1: he's like super cocky um and he he does a lot of things that are really good um you know i watched a lot of tape today i watched some of his tape he led israel to a u20 like under 20 fiba championship and he looks like a superstar like Handling the ball, scoring on guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can move and he can handle. But then I watched some of his highlights playing Israel this year, and it's just a lot of, like, cuts, layups. You know, when he makes his threes, he's more of just like a, I'm feeling it, I'm just going to, like, pull up in this guy's face. Uh He doesn't have much of, like, a catch-and-shoot three-point game. Right. Um, Mm. He's a lot of, like, floaters. He struggles, like, really getting to the rim against size. Um, But promising defender. That's one thing I'll yeah, say about sure. him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of good a lot of good defensive upside with him. He's you a really to, smart player.
0: If you had to give a comparison for him, do you have anybody off the top of your mind? I saw a young Gordon Hayward was one of them. I thought that was pretty okay.
1: That's okay. Hayward I think had more experience as a shot creator coming out and was a less mm-hmm. comparable athlete.
0: Yeah, I mean he and was the Denny star was a better yeah.
1: athlete than Hayward was. Yeah. yeah. And Hayward Definitely a better shooter and whatnot. Um,
0: I don't know. In
1: terms of Denny, like Gary Harris, someone like that comes to mind. Gary Harris is um, so a little small. Little, that's I know. That's what I was thinking. Just like that type of game, someone who just like runs and gets out in transition and cuts a lot. That name came to mind. I don't really know. Yeah, yet. it's.
0: He's, I mean, obviously, he's a pretty tough, comparable guy. Like we don't see too many guys yeah. like this come out of Europe. But no. um, you want, but talk you, about, shooter, yeah. you want to talk about better shooter. You want to talk about Okongwu for a minute. And did I hit? Did I miss anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, you hit a lot. Um, I really like Okongwu's game. He's gonna be a really great defender in the NBA for sure, and at least he'll be a really capable finisher and lob catcher in the NBA. I think him expanding his offensive game a little bit is his key to stardom. But mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be definitely be a really good NBA player. I I, I like a lot with him. Want to move to six. Um, let's
0: do it so you start with six
1: all right my sixth guy is Tyrese Halliburton
0: mm, nice yeah um it's not not too? my six my six is Wiseman. Okay. so I, we won't we don't have to go there too much because you you hit pretty much everything all but right. tell me about all this right. kid I like this um, kid a lot Halliburton
1: so I've kind of had Halliburton on my radar for a little bit I remember I told you like look at this kid's mm-hmm. highlights He's fallen a little bit for me just because I don't really see a ton of superstar potential with him. Halliburton is going to be a really solid NBA point guard. He passes the ball really well. He rebounds the ball really well. He's a really good defender. He's super efficient. Um, He's got an odd-looking shot, which I worry that he'll not necessarily be able to get off, um, like coming off screens um, or what will separate him from really being a great shooter – but he shot 40% from three this year, um, in an injury shortened season, but I think he showed enough. He's also a guy who has an opportunity, kind of like LaMelo, to put up like triple doubles. Like he's a good rebound and guard. He's a really good passer, especially in transition. Um, in terms of weaknesses, I'd say he's a guy that will get most of his offense in transition or on spot up threes. He's not much of a half court scorer. Um, because of that odd shot that he kind of needs to set up a little bit, I don't see much of a pull up game um, or an opportunity for that. I don't think his release is quick enough for him to be able to get that off, really, or just it's just not really compatible for a pull up game. But he's really good straight line driver, you know, similar to Hayes, um, really good passer, sets guys up really well, good lock thrower. Um, I think he's a really good
0: player. Um, I'm a, I'm, a big fan. Yeah, I'm a fan too. But I don't think he has
1: all-star. I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. But I think yeah. he'll be really
0: good. Cool. No, I think he's going to be a good point guard in this league for a long time. I have Bagley at six. Or not Bagley. Wiseman. Bagley's <laughs> Bagley's kind of like Wiseman. I get but the vibes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have Wiseman at six just because the lack of – just the sample size and the lack of games he played. Yeah. But it is hard to really pass up on a 7-1, dude. It's – and the tough part about this guy they is... He can move like that. I mean, yeah. He's it's, it's it's got a, a
1: smooth jumper, too.
0: He doesn't shoot the ball. He shoots 70% at the line. He shot, well, three games. He, he doesn't really shoot the ball, though.
1: he I, I was watching some tape, and he's got you know a couple of nice little turnarounds that he just looks so good taking.
0: All right, let's move on to seven. We're going through this pretty fast. Seven is Halliburton for me. Uh, okay. So close. I'll just touch on some of the things... Um, he's a really good passer, like you said, really well, really good at pick and roll. Once again, a guy who can be a great lob threat to Mitch. Good court vision, good IQ, six and a half assists per game. Two and a half steals per game, too. He's got a seven-foot wingspan. Um, yeah. And he definitely has the tools to become a great defender. Transition, steals, six rebounds per game. He His game kind of reminds me of a better shooting lamello, but not as good of a pass. Like he, He's got the similar... I mean he's a little shorter yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can see it with the rebound numbers and the passing numbers and like I kind
1: of see like a and taller the weird shot. you know slightly less skilled Mike Conley. Mm-hmm.
0: um and yeah. I wouldn't call him an explosive ass athlete like most of his points are in threes or transitions he doesn't really get to the rim in the half court um yeah and 15.2 points per game isn't bad but you'd probably hope that was closer to 20 ish like uh, Iowa State, I don't know. Iowa State was good this year, though. But um, yeah, were, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. he didn't show much of a finishing ability in traffic. But true. Um,
1: that's the he's one. a really positive. Yeah, player. but that's like yeah.
0: really the one knock on him, and that's kind of nitpicky. But yeah, you know, he won't. He likely, like you said, he likely won't be an all star, but he'll be a really good quality point guard in the league for a long time. And I'm a fan. And if we, if no, the Knicks I'm end okay. up getting, getting him, I'll be pretty thrilled. Not gonna lie, like I'll be pretty happy.
1: I'm a, I'm a fan too and I know his um his his shot is weird and I think that'll throw off a lot of people but I mean he shot almost six threes a game this year and made 42 percent
0: that's really good um, and yeah. and
1: shot 80 eighty two percent I mean he's 50 40 80 um his shooting slash line so yeah, he's which is he's an impressive really player um I really like him so my number seven might come as a bit of a surprise to you um it's isaac okoro
0: okay i like him a lot he's not seven for me but i like him tell me why i think he's i think he'll be a great two-way player but go ahead
1: okoro um first off just from what i saw he's gonna be a great nba um i think that's for sure at the very least i think he's gonna be a great nba defender who's side to side incredibly well um I think he was one of the best defenders in the country this year, uh, playing on a pretty good Auburn team. Um, and I really just like his overall NBA. He's in addition to that, an explosive athlete, someone who's going to be able to get out and transition and finish above the rim. He cuts really well, also, and he's good straight line driving to the basket. You know, again with him, which is kind of the case for a lot of these kids, he can't really doesn't give you that like superstar create an half court ability you know like he's not like a great shot maker he doesn't shoot the three very well um from what i said but i think his offensive just his overall upside i'd say is enough for me to put him here i think any team that gets him will improve and will get a player that will help the team like he's a winning player okoro's a winning player
0: i actually really like he's that a guy pick. Who will i like that pick a lot play
1: defense rebound and at the very least will cut to the basket and within the flow of the offense and finish. Um, well, the three-point shot is what's going to separate him from being really good and really bad, which is the case for a lot of prospects, but especially him.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree. No. He's later on my list. But, uh, yeah. You want to go to eight? Yeah. You tell me your guy, I'll tell you my guy, and then we'll see where it goes. He, you're smiling. Why are eight. you smiling? I think you know yeah. who it
1: is. He slipped a little bit for me.
0: Is it Cole? No, it's Denny Avdija. Oh, Denny. Yeah, Denny. Um, Um, We hit on Denny, Denny, but yeah, tell me more. So uh, we were just, we went on a little break because the call was messing up a little bit uh, right before Owen was going to talk about Denny Avdija, (laughs) whatever his name is, for the eighth pick. But we just got an interesting Shams notification. Owen, you want to say what it is?
1: Nick's owner, Jim Dolan, has tested positive for the coronavirus.
0: He's been in self-isolation and is experiencing little yes. to no symptoms.
1: You know, actually, this is my opportunity to shout out Dolan real quick. He's actually been doing very well so far with this whole thing. You know, I think he's he's donated a lot of money. He's still paying, you know, the uh, MSG employees. I know he offered up the garden as like a potential hospital
0: mm-hmm.
1: for, um, you know, people to go to um, if necessary. So like... I don't know. I mean, like, whatever it sucks. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of a Dolan. I'm on Team Dolan right now. He's doing a good job. When the basketball starts, that'll probably change. But <laughs> that'll definitely change. He's 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 done actually very well. I respect it.
0: Um. Yeah. Whatever. Let's get back to this. Let's, let's get right. back to this. All right. Tell me All about right, Denny. Sorry. What was it? Eighth pick, Denny, and then I'll tell you about mine.
1: Denny Avdia. We already um, we already talked about him, but uh, as you said, good player. The the one thing I guess is really glaring for me is. He's actually really good at attacking closeouts, um, but in the NBA, guys just won't close out as hard on him if he can't make the NBA three, um, which is a concern because he only shot 33 percent, you know, overseas, as you said, and only 52 from the line. Um, so like Tyler Hero only shot like 34 percent from three in college, but shot like 94 from the line. Yeah. And also Denny he made less than
0: one per game.
1: Less than one per game yeah so he's not a high volume shooter necessarily even though he has promising form it's surprising that he shot 52 percent. Like I shot like 62 percent from the line this year in high school and I'm not a very good shooter.
0: Should I talk about my eight?
1: Yeah tell me your eight I'm curious. Obi Toppin. Oh
0: god. I know you don't like this guy he's 22 <laughs> that's probably why. Um, yeah, he's
1: old and he's not that good, but he's, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's a
0: Dayton power forward listed at six, nine coming out of our hometown, Brooklyn, New York. He's a great athlete. His athleticism and frame is similar to Okongwu. He's an explosive athlete with many powerful dunks in his highlight tape. He's got more shooting potential than Okongwu. He made one three a game mm-hmm. at 39%, 70% from the line. on effective field goal percentage, which is good. And he led one of the top teams in the country. And I've I've always valued guys who can win basketball games, except for Anthony Edwards' case. Um, Cons, he's not an elite rebounder, 8.6 per 36 minutes. He's not a great perimeter defender. And the biggest one is his draft age. He is already 22, which is not beautiful. And honestly, that's probably the reason why he's 8. He might be 7 if he was like 20. Uh, and he's got pretty poor post footwork. He's an athlete and it depends on mm-hmm. what kind of guys you need thinking about it. Now I would probably switch him with my number nine guy who is, I'll just, I'll sp- spit it up. It's Okoro. I would probably switch okay. that right now. Good. So, good pick. um,
1: all right, let me, let's shoot down Obi Toppin real quick. Um, <laughs> as you said, 22, um, he, uh, did a post-grad year in high school and he redshirted his first year at Dayton. So technically this is his fourth year out of high school, hence 22 years old. Um, When going through his tape, looking at his, like his stats are really impressive, just on paper, like 40% from three, he shot like a really high percentage from two as well. But just like, what's this guy going to do well in the NBA? Like he can't really like score one-on-one that well. He can't. He he doesn't have good post footwork. He's a tweener. I don't know if you call him a four. I don't know if you call him a three. I don't know if you call him a five. He's not. You know, well, like positionless he
0: basketball these days. Like, does it really matter?
1: What what the hell is positionless basketball? David Fizdale told me about positionless basketball.
0: <laughs> no, you that's, need guys. That's been to a thing like, these past couple of years.
1: But you need guys to line up well enough. Yeah, but that's with a good thing. Other. That like means you can't he can, stick Julius Randall Mitchell Robinson and Marcus Morris on the No, floor but it's a good say, thing. The hey, fact, guys, here is a basketball. The fact Go that you said
0: is he a small forward, power forward, to center is probably a good thing. That means he can nope, probably guard I'm, all three.
1: He can't. He can't guard a center. He's not big enough. I don't know if he can guard a four, a good four. I don't think I he bet, moves he well could. enough, or he's long enough. He's a good athlete. He's a good jumper. But besides defense. Honestly, my biggest question with him is his offensive potential. He catches lobs, he hits open threes. He doesn't have a good post game. He doesn't have a good attack, like dribble drive game. I don't see that much potential. I just see him playing in the A10, which is like glorified
0: Division Three basketball. Is is lot of you a had lot to pick of, a number, at, where would he be on your board? Fourteen, at least. Are you serious? Oh, he's not going to be a low. good NBA
1: player. I just don't like his game at all. He just catches lobs. It's like That's all not, he does, dude, he's he a great provide.
0: athlete, dude. He's, he can do more than catch lobs. But he's a dunker.
1: He's not like a, you know, he's a, he's a dunker. He has shot he's
0: not 40% a, from three. That's pretty damn promising.
1: On wide open shots. He's not. Yeah, but if if, form? He, if
0: if if you have to contest a six nine dude out on the three-point line, that's pretty valuable in, in it itself. Like, that's a whole spacing thing. Like, that's pretty valuable even if he's all not right, even sure taking
1: can, them. I, I guess that's valuable, but I don't see star potential at all. I don't see I don't star potential see past
0: anybody past six, honestly. All
1: right, but I don't really see a
0: great player either. All right, well, uh, I changed him to nine on my list, and uh, right. Okoro is eight. So let me t- let me just talk about him real quick. You already talked about him. but like you said, the shooting isn't great. Twenty nine percent on point seven makes from three is not good. But then you know, that can change. He's got good form, and he's shown promising things. Sticks to his man on defense. Six and a half point five wingspan, or six foot eight and a half inch wingspan. Gets to the line a lot but only shoots 67%. He's an explosive athlete. We'll get to the rim. It's better than Barrett did. What? Why is that relevant? <laughs> Barrett is... Barrett shot not, 75%. In the past month of NBA games, but that's not
1: that good. Seventy
0: for from, like from a fucking, month sample
1: from, size. I better hear eighty-five if you're gonna give me like from forty. The last from forty to, games, to seventy percent.
0: That's better. Hey, all right, whatever. Relax, and I I kind of like the young Kawhi Leonard comparison for Okoro. I kind
1: of do too. I kind of see like I think who ends up with Okoro is gonna end up with a guy if they develop him right is gonna be really.
0: But it can also be kind of a dud. There's two. It could be a dud. Yeah. Um. You want to talk? All right. So Uh, you want to talk about your nine? My man is Tyrese Maxey.
1: Um, I think he'll be a solid NBA player. You know, as you said, kind of beyond six, even six, seven. There's not a lot of star potential. Um, you know, besides Okoro, um, I really don't see a guy beyond this spot, developing into a star. Um, Maxey's a decent player. He doesn't shoot the three very well, only about 29%. He's a really good finisher, though. He's a good defender as well on a Kentucky team that played really good defense. You know, I see a solid guard who... In the best case scenario is a starter on a really good playoff team or a sixth man who can come off the bench and put up buckets in a hurry and play really good defense. I don't see anyone much better than that. I actually in second thought I want to switch him in Cole. Um, Cole is my ten guy. Same. but yeah, Maxi, there's just not too much to get excited about. Um,
0: you wanna talk about Cole for a minute? Yeah
1: let was talking about
0: cool so both is are Max, 10 is guy maxi
1: your nine also I, No,
0: know well i switched maxi wasn't on your list maxi was not on my list because ob is now facts, my nine and i switched uh core facts
1: ob and okay that's our those are discrepancies okay
0: um so you want to talk about what's his face at unc poly prep
1: yeah let's talk about um
0: cole anthony uh, had the recruited I, guy I, out of high school. Yeah. UNC was very Number excited. Number two prospect in the class. Yeah. yeah, I don't personally love Cole, but at this point, he might be the best bet. So, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about some of the pros. You want to talk about some of the cons? We'll split it up yeah, that way. Of course. Some so, of the pros are his rebounding per 36 minutes. He pulls in six boards at 6'3". I mean, that's pretty impressive for impressive. a point guard. Yeah. Scoring potential. Now, potential is potential. in all caps. <laughs> Because he has potential to become yes. a great scorer in the NBA. He was very inefficient at UNC, but dealt with some injuries throughout the year. 18.5 points per game is impressive. 35% from threes and horrible. He has a good-looking jumper. I don't like the uh, his offensive game. He takes a lot of pull-up mid-range jumpers. That is not my thing. Floaters. A lot of floaters. That's not totally my thing. But eighteen. You. it's hard to shut down and overlook 18.5 points per game. Yeah. Yeah. UNC was also bad this year. That was another thing.
1: Yeah, they were. That's another thing to say about Cole. Um, you know, it's kind of a similar Edwards argument. I think there wasn't as much of this argument for Edwards because he wasn't as bad as Cole was. Um, but UNC was pretty terrible, um, like watching them against Duke, like they have no spacing. Those are like the two UNC games I watched all year were both at the Duke games, like because they were just they were awful. Um, they didn't space the floor very well. He doesn't really have another like offensive, really good offensive player on his team. Um, and hopefully he will improve with spacing. Con's with Cole. he's little. He's 63, which seems tall, but he's got he's 6 three with arms that are 6 three or even a little less. He can profile well as a defender who will like pick people's pockets and be kind of a pest, but he doesn't offer much in terms of length um, and side-to-side athleticism. He's also a guy I can see being kind of lazy on the defensive end. Um, He's only 50% true shooting
0: per 36 minutes, which isn't good. As you said, shot profile,
1: which is really weak. And the three-point shot, I think he has good enough form where I think it could translate. But the worrisome is his finishing... And as you said, those bad mid-range pull-ups and floaters. He doesn't finish very well at the rim. He's not big enough and he's not like crafty enough, like a Kyrie, you know, or... He's
0: not really, yeah, he's not athletic enough. He kind of relies on his
1: athleticism a little bit, but he's not as athletic as he kind of needs to be Mm -hmm. to really do that. You know, he's not like a Westbrook or a Rose. Um, He also just, he's... Just, it's just those mid-range jumpers, which are just like, ugh, mm-hmm. you know, just not good, efficient shots. But the thing, the thing is, at 10, though, like, this might but be your best the shot he, that True, but that's the shot. And he's my 10 guy, too. That's the shot he can get, you mm-hmm. know? He has a hard time getting to the rim because he's not very big. He can't, you know, finish very well above contact. But Cole's a gamer, you know. Like he's a guy who I think could end up being a very good player if he goes into the right situation. So yeah, that's
0: my that's my Cole opinion. I agree with all your Cole stuff. Um, so those are our top ten guys. That was about almost fifty minutes of uh, us talking about our top five ten guys. Zero? Yeah, fifty five zero. Wow, wow, wow! Right. Um, so do you think? We have time to do the tankathon thing, or should we save that for a different episode?
1: I think let's just answer questions.
0: All right, let's answer some questions. So, we have some Twitter guys um, respond to us, and we will see what they said. So, our boys, over, we'll start with our guys uh, over at New York Knicks Podcast, Mark and Jay. They ask, How will the Knicks screw up the draft? Well, it's inevitable. You know, we will. Okay.
1: <laughs> there are different scenarios mm-hmm. there's one we get the 7th or 8th pick
0: and we draft Cole Anthony
1: or Leon Rose sees Obi Toppin and falls in love <laughs> sees him dunk between the legs in the game and says that's my guy also saw he signed with CAA the other day. so you know interestingly enough I think an interesting comparison for Toppin that I saw I this is kind of going off track but I was I actually came up with this myself because I came across some Amari highlights and I thought like best case scenario mm-hmm. maybe you know yeah similar comparable like I think yeah best I saw case that scenario, comparison too. I meant, to, that, I meant to mention that I just I made that I made that oh, my I, I, head, oh, okay. I, I didn't see that anymore.
0: I saw that but um oh really okay. It's Nick's tape obvious. at Nick's tape ninety one asked what is James Wiseman's ceiling.
1: top five center in the league top three center in the league in my opinion
0: yeah i mean he's an elite athlete seven one good looking jumper um
1: i think we don't know what his. yeah it's really hard to tell haven't seen him yeah because we've seen
0: play three games one against south carolina state and university of illinois at chicago so hard to tell yes
1: i mean one game against a real real good power five team Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah at Justified J asked, I'm looking at Okoro. Serious kid can finish with both hands if he gets a jumper, instant all-star. And we were praising Okoro pretty much the whole episode. Um And I think if he gets a jumper, he, like you said, ceiling could be like a Kawhi Leonard type. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, that's a little much. But yeah, I don't think that's... I, no,
1: but I mean, Kawhi was the 15th pick. Yeah. You know, I mean... Never it's so was Giannis.
0: Look, I don't. If he gets a jumper, I think he'll be a really good player. Good dream. I I think if he, but I mean, if you get
1: Kawhi's pull up game, you know, Kawhi didn't just get a jumper. Kawhi got like the best
0: shooting coach the in the He also the got league. the best shooting coach in San Antonio.
1: Yeah, I think that's another thing. I think if Okoro comes to the Knicks, and you know, it depends who we hire as our head coach. But it's know, likely if, uh, he will not end you up getting, getting like <laughs> David Fisdale again. You know, I mean, like he's fucked. You know, a guy like that. So I, I don't have a lot of trust in our player development.
0: At Ladies Love CC asked, ooh, I'm gonna mess up this name, but I know a little bit about him, Alexej Polkolyevsky out of Greece, I think. Yeah. Is he more? Is he more of a KP slash Larry marketing slash Luke Cornette? I think if I had to guess, he's probably closest to Luke Cornette. I don't really like his game that much. I think he's a little skinny. Little flimsy, yeah. Um,
1: K- yeah, KP was skinny, but like he was also like he special. wasn't that skinny. Yeah, sp- he was also seven three. this kid just doesn't do. I think kids like this kind of get overhyped a little bit. Example: a Dragon Bender, yeah. um, because of you know what KP's done so far in the league and the potential that he's flashed.
0: But it's it's um, rare. It's really rare to come across a guy like KP.
1: Yep, yep. It's really rare.
0: Hey, man, Luke Cornett's a good player, though.
1: I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, this is actually something we touched about, touched on. At uh, various, very own asked if the Knicks draft your boy Ob Toppin. Can he and Mitchell Robinson play together, or is Ob better suited to play center in the NBA? I think Ob he's not he's better not better suited, suited, to, suited to, to play center. Yeah,
1: I think if he develops like a good quick release jumper, I think him and Mitch could play next to each other, if necessary. I think they could become the next. Blake and Deandre, except I don't think Obi could become Blake, but <laughs> I don't know. Topping, yeah, yeah. I do think they could play next to each other if necessary, though, to answer
0: the question. Not draft related, but at five thousand Burr uh, asks, "What are some of Frank's greatest games of his career?" <laughs> the recent one against the freaking what was it? Wizards twenty ten. Yeah, Come uh, on, man. yeah, Wizards twenty ten. Um. And the no, Lakers when he should. hit the half court, like the, the Lakers. The logo I was gonna ones. say yeah. that one.
1: That's like that's my favorite friend game. First of all. That's like one of my favorite and NBA of course, games. I don't know. He might have had like seven or eight points in this game, but remember the Pacers game? Yeah,
0: and he hit the game winner. Or, and he hit yeah, the yeah. game winner. Yeah,
1: that was sick. Um, also, look last um, year when we lost to the Magic by like twenty five. Except he had eighteen points in the second half.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he kind of starts popping up. That's where the gift and then comes he from. fouled out. Yeah, the, yeah, and the gift come, gift comes from him when he's like pumping his fists and yeah. I use that gift a lot. I'll I'll never turn down an opportunity to talk about Frank. So Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um Chris Falsinelli, our boy. My boy. Yeah. <laughs> asked who is the most overrated and who is most underrated in the draft. Overrated. Overrated I mean, Okay. <laughs> I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that. Um overrated for me I don't know because I like, you know, everyone in the top eight. I mean it's probably Cole Anthony has fallen a lot, but he's probably pretty overrated. Not a fan. Um, I think Obi will be better than Cole Anthony. I'd say most overrated, in my opinion, would be Denny. Um,
1: yeah, I think I don't. I don't know if he's. I think he profiles as a really good prospect, but I think once people start putting him into the top five conversation, I think that's when he gets a little. And I I have seen him in top five conversations. I think most Um, underrated
0: is Okongwu or Okoro.
1: I think Okoro is the guy who people are sleeping on a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about him. I'd be thrilled if the Knicks could get him. Yeah,
0: and uh, shout out to Jonathan Macri for the retweet, giving us some of those extra questions in there. Yes, Um, appreciate it. That... We were hoping to get to doing a tankathon simulation and doing top ten, but we'll do that on next week's episode. Yeah, this was long. This was longer than expected, but I enjoyed doing it. I thought that was fun. Me too. Me too, man. So thank yeah, you guys for listening. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter and talk to us about. We're, I'm, I'm so I'm on Twitter every day now that I'm in quarantine. So I'm, Twitter screen time is really high. So I'm ha- I, I, I love getting in conversations with people about draft stuff because. Yes, indeed. That is really the only thing we have to talk about right now. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. And catch you guys on next week's episode. Stay safe. Don't get corona. Bye, guys.